Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, and this is Right Nowish. Today, we're talking to Taylor Crenshaw and Maude Alcorn, founders of the Gold Beams Collective, who, earlier this month, celebrated two years since the start of their event series called Second Mondays. Thank you all, Quinn. What's grown to be an event that brings in dozens and dozens of folks used to be something that Taylor hosted in her apartment living room. I remember going to one of those early meetings. There were people packed in her crib, shoulder to shoulder, Domino's pizza on one side, finest bottles of two-buck chuck on the other, artists of all sorts. I'm talking poets, videographers, singers, and they were all sharing their work. I played the cut. I hung out on the stairs, and I watched Taylor and Maude work their magic. It's like emotional stories that they kind of leave on the altar at Second Mondays and us as community aunties, like we, you know, are there to rub the backs and to, you know, listen and to be an ear. We're just present for people's emotional journeys. Now, due to COVID restrictions, the gatherings aren't happening in person. But the duo behind the Gold Beams brand remains active. They're currently producing a documentary about their collective, filming a series of virtual performances, and hosting a number of discussions about relationships, which is interesting, especially in looking at the interaction between Taylor and Maude, a uniquely balanced relationship, if I do say so myself. Our yin and yang dynamic is so like phenomenal. Her strengths and my strengths together are like a supernova. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't gold beams, it would be supernova girls. (laughs) From that dynamic duo comes a number of events and gatherings that serve as a platform for young Black artists. And that's what we're talking about today. My convo with the Gold Beams tag team coming up in three, two, one. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing... 
and I know you love what you're hearing. Please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Yeah, I got the Gold Beams team in the building today, Taylor and Maude. All right, so look, I'm going to just cut it to y'all straight. The reason that I have y'all here today, because I'm excited about the work that you're doing, and I want to jump into that. And in order to do that, I got to ask the hard questions like, Taylor, what do you have Maude's name saved as? in your phone <laughs> I, I put a whole little blurb and story for everybody who I, I meet and when I first met Ma she had on these like dope pants and I was like your pants is cute and she was like oh they three dollar pants from Target and so I was like oh I can remember that way so I was like Ma with the bomb <laughs> three dollar pants from Target Ma what do you have Taylor's name saved as um I actually have her under a really funny thing um it's Taylor Crenshaw <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I don't do cutesy stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't be having that kind of time, Taylor, to be putting a, a paragraph for everybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> and me, I have a background in event planning. That's what I do in my nine to five life. Personally, my background is in marketing. I'm a writer. I like to write. I'm a spoken word. I talk a lot of shit. My spoken word is like battle rap. Just all the creative things. Yeah, I've been rocking for two years steady. For someone who's never been there, what was the early iteration like? So when Second Mondays very first started, it was just Taylor asking people to come to her house for people to read what they written, whether it be plays, whether it be poetry, which is something she did back in D.C. when she went to Howard. That was her introduction to meeting people, like a way for her to kind of start building community out here. Uh, every second Monday, Taylor would individually text every person she could to tell them to come, really just trying to make friends. I was nervous. I must have picked up my phone and put it down seven times because I didn't, I was scared, like, to invite people over would people come. It just became just this fun thing to do and people would tell their friends about it. Like, oh, you know, I'm not a writer, but, you know, I do a podcast. Can I show y'all a snippet? Or um, I'm a producer. I have beats. And so it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And then um, at the last one that was at Taylor's house, it had to be like almost 100 people climbing up the stairs in the balcony, in the kitchen. They screaming from the hallway, trying to see who next. From there, she was able to build a whole community. Taylor, taking that initiative to literally invite people into your house. What was the next step? The next step was, y'all are going to get me kicked out. Uh, <laughs> we got to find a new place. So actually, that same month, I quit my job. And I spent my last $2,000 on um, the first Second Mondays at Red Bay Coffee. The first event that we had at Red Bay was the first event that Maude and I worked together. I was like, yo, I need help. Like, I can't be taking tickets and setting up and hosting and this, that, and the third. I hit up Mod. I was like, yo, you know, I know we don't really know each other well, but uh, <laughs> are you able to help me um, throughout this night? <laughs> I was kind of nervous to ask Mod um, to be my partner, but I knew if she was in a room, she would be able to explain what Second Monday was, and I would trust it. 
I wanted to help because I just wanted to help. I loved Second Mondays. It was a place where I was able to meet so many people over the couple of months that I went. And I was just like, yeah, I got you, girl. Like, let's do it. But like, we're building the plane while we fly it. It's funny because it's literally the work that gets us back on the same page because we are so equally passionate about what we do and the bigger picture of everything that we do. And it always, it continues to align us. Um, and it continues to affirm our partnership. What jumps out at me initially is that Taylor, one, opened her doors and developed this following, developed this network. And two, Maude, like you're, you're from Oakland. You have a background in event planning, as you said. You're also a published author of poetry. And so like these puzzle pieces came together and y'all like took it and ran with it. Maud and I were able to cultivate this space of people being comfortable, right? So half the people aren't artists that come to Second Monday. They come for the free food and the free wine and the vibes. Like, you know what I mean? It's this ultimate kickback session. Any kind of Black person you could think of been in Second Mondays. We have Black tech. We have Black people struggling, trying to figure out what they want to do with their career. They coming through on skateboards. They coming through on BMWs. We have grandmothers. We have grandbabies. We have people from Oakland. We have transplants. Uh, some of them coming from Tanzania. They coming from Guam. People who are artists, people who are not artists. We got people who are looking for the yin and yang to their projects. So they might need a venue, a videographer, this or that. You can find that easily. And quite often people come to our events alone and leave with friends that they have for life, which is all on purpose. Like we really make the spaces comfortable for people to feel like you, you haven't been to an event and everybody's too cool for school. This is not that. So now, now that we're in shelter in place and we've been here for six months plus, you've been working on a number of things. Taylor, what are you working on right now? So we tried to have second Mondays on Zoom and it was like, eh. This isn't the, the home-cooked meal vibes. This isn't the family reunion vibes that we normally create. So we thought, okay, instead of going virtual, let's go digital. So we have this bio doc coming out of us to show the journey. Just like, it's it's been hard. It's been lovely, but it's hard. Let's show that journey, what it looks like. We're doing a music series that's very similar to Tiny Desk called Fourth Mondays, doing interviews, storytelling, dope sets, dope artists. Say you never, say you never, say you never see me go. We're having a gallery and we're gonna fill that out with pictures of our journey. We're doing a docu-series uh, docu on the relationship of black men and black women called In Real Life. Especially with the older relationships and relationships that have lasted longer, accountability has played a really big role in, in how those men hold themselves both around and towards those women. The, the Goldbeams team is currently working in collaboration with Marquise Hunt of Welcome to the Table. They're producing a documentary based on a talk series where they bring folks together to discuss the dynamics of relationships. It's called In Real Life, the conversation between black men and black women. We had a beautiful, beautiful conversation and we talked for like five hours and we could have talked for five hours more. Um, and we just kind of explored how we feel about each other um, and 
Explore that from not just romantic partnerships, but from friendships, familial relationships, how we engage as a community amongst each other. Um, and the men definitely just blew me away in their willingness to want to learn and to not wait until they have a daughter to see through a woman's eyes, you know? Yeah, this the topic of Black men and Black women relationships is so like personal to me and so emotional to me because I always felt like as a woman, here's my plight and I wanted men to listen to me and to understand, but I had to think, am I doing that? (laughs) But I'm sitting down and I'm listening and I'm seeing all of these men work on themselves personally. They go into therapy and they're like being their best selves for the black women around them. And they crying. They talking about all these things that I needed. I needed to see that. I needed to see us love on each other. We were just giving each other space. We all had the space, <laughs> which was a blessing. What can we learn from what you all are doing? You all are social scientists. What are your results? Um, first and foremost, I think that people can learn that it can be done and be knowing that there are people who want to have these conversations. We as Black people aren't monoliths. Like, we aren't cut the exact same way. We're so different, so wide, um, and have so many different views on things. Just having that space and want to understand where someone else is coming from is a great starting point to any conversation. Coming together to heal. I mean, we've all had traumatic experiences, and I've I've heard your poetry, Taylor. Uh, license to carry is like that piece is so cold. You know, we talk about license to carry a child, and also license to carry a gun if need be. With all the work that y'all are doing, the multiple projects, the in person, and also digital influence, what's the ultimate goal of what y'all are doing? Yeah, I, I think um, a big, big part of our long term vision is to have spaces that are owned. Um, by us, by Black folks. We want it to be ingrained. Like We want Gold Beams to be a household name. Learning how to be better leaders for our team, how to encourage our team, how to alley-oop them for every opportunity. It's about us as a people. What is it that we need? How do we plant roots and pay attention and have intention on what it is that we do and how we move the way that we do? I want to push Black people making careers from their art. I I want them to be in inspiring spaces with inspiring people living their best life and feeling encouraged and supported by that. And in rooms where their counterparts (laughs) look like them. I want our spaces to be legendary, Apollo status, historic. That influences both mine and I with our ideas on how we can spread our form of activism, which is joy and love and community. Yeah, when you're in this space, you you don't have to lead with your chest for anything. You don't have to defend your blackness. You are literally amongst family and friends having the time of your life. And and that's that's going to be all over the world, Craig. <laughs> the world, Craig. <laughs> Tamal Alcorn and Taylor Crenshaw, keep going. Keep supporting the artists and the artists will change the world craig (laughs) to keep up with all that gold beams is doing follow them on instagram at gold.beams and on youtube you can find their work at gold beams two words shout out to the folks who suggested that we feature gold beams on right now ish maya and izzy you are appreciated 
keeping that appreciation train going. One time for the producer behind this episode, Asala Sanapur. Two times for the production team, Jessica Plachik, Kiana Mogadam, and Rob Spate. Gotta give some love to the engagement team. That's Lena Blanco, Sarah Pineda, and Vita Kong. And much respect to the K-Community execs that make sure that this is possible. Erica Aguilar, David Marcus, and Holly Kernan. And today's Sage Wisdom, find someone who isn't like you, but likes you. Yeah. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Thank you for listening to Right Nowish. Peace. Right Nowish is a KQED production. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.